thankful at all times. Are you thankful today? I believe this is a message that is not a new revelation. It's not something people are going to stand up and shout about. But I do believe it's a message that can really help you. That can really help you. Amen. And to be honest with you, I'm all about helping people not being, oh, that was such a great message and great revelation. It was deep. Sometimes so many people get so deep we can't find them. There's a book that you've heard me probably talk about for years that I think that everybody should read. And it's called Switch on the Brain by Carolyn Leaf. Uh, it's not written by a minister. It's not written by any religious type person, so to speak. She is a believer, but uh, she's a neurosurgeon. And she's had a team of neurosurgeons that studied the brain that they have made great, great deliveries Deliveries. Discoveries. I don't know where that came from. Delivering a baby, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I've just, I, I was thinking about this this week, so I wrote down some of the couple of the paragraphs that were in this book. How many read that book, Switch on the Brain? Oh, good. I'm going to keep saying it until everybody reads it. What would you do if you found a switch that could turn on your brain and enable you to be happier, to be healthier, healthier in your mind and your body, more prosperous and more intelligent? I'm going to emphasize the more intelligent. That's why I want you to read the book. But anyway, moment by moment, I'm just kidding. Moment by moment, she says, every day you are changing the structure of your brain through your thinking. When we hope, it is an activity of the mind that changes the structure of your brain in a positive and normal direction. If you realize how powerful your thoughts are, you would never think a negative thought, she said. Now, I know you can't stop a negative thought from coming to you, but you can stop dwelling, contemplating, and just letting that negative thought build a house inside of you. As we think, we change the physical nature of our brain. As we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire out toxic patterns of thinking and replace them with healthy thoughts. New thought networks grow. We increase our intelligence and bring healing to our brains, our minds, and our physical bodies by your thinking. Your thinking creates a powerful signal that is going to change the landscape of your brain. Now, I know people make fun of, uh, but she has scientific proof. I believe there's biblical proof. But uh, that, you know, when you get older, people say, well, you know, when you get older, you lose, you lose your mind. <laughs> you know, you get to be 80s and 90s, you can't find nothing. I know people are in their 20s who can't find anything. But anyway, um, I think we've grabbed hold of something from the world and we just think, well, that's just the way life is. She says they've actually taken people who were uh, having trouble with their thinking and all that, people in their 70s, and, and actually gone on and gotten a degree from college because they got a hold of what she was teaching the reason I want to talk about being thankful, I think the best way to change your negative thinking 
is to be thankful for something. To be thankful. We are one of the richest countries on the planet. We have, we are so blessed. We have so many things to be thankful for that we just take for granted. Heating, water. Like I said, when we came back from Africa for, you know, a year and a half, you know, we, we didn't have running water sometimes and we never had a shower. Man, when we landed in Atlanta, Georgia, I took a 30-minute shower and just stood underneath that thing and said, thank you, Jesus. We take showers for granted. I'm not saying, you know, to make anybody feel bad. Oh, yeah, oh, my goodness, we, we have so many things. I'm just wanting us to, thank, to be thankful, to cultivate an attitude of thankfulness. There's a Hebrew, Hebrew word for gratitude. It's hodara. I'm not for sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But it means uh, it's the same as the word used for confession. Being thankful is actually to confess, listen to this, to confess dependency or to acknowledge that someone else has the power to benefit you. To admit that your life is better because of their efforts. Man, how much does that just ring with the Lord Jesus Christ? To make your life better? We can enlarge our capacity to see more, to have a greater revelation by being thankful. You know, there's a scripture in Isaiah that says to stretch forth the place of your habitation, to lengthen the cords and, and to make your place bigger. You can do that by just being thankful. It causes God to be bigger in your life. It just causes things to be more positive in your life just to be thankful. So I think this is a, a powerful message uh, because thanksgiving is a voice of faith. It causes you to believe things. I've said this, I've got this quote from Keith Moore back in 1989 when we were 87, 88, 89 from Bible school. He says, Doubt despairs, complains, and is sad. Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. It is so true. It is so true. If, if you're a whiner and a complainer, and if you come from a long line of those, uh, you can break that. God will give you grace. He's given you grace to break that negativity and whining attitude. I tell people this all the time. This is for all the young, you young people that are going to look for a job or wanting to hope to get a better job. Listen, you want to, this, is, this is good. I've read quite a few books. I'm not an expert on CEOs, but books about business and CEOs, I just like that kind of stuff. And um, they did a survey, and this survey of CEOs, they said this. They said, we will take talent, I'm sorry, we will take attitude over talent any day of the week. And this is why, because he said it's hard to change someone's attitude, but he says we can teach you. We can teach you. If you don't know this product, if you don't know how to do the job, we can teach you that. But he says we have a hard time teaching people to have a good attitude. So young people, you want to be promoted, you'll come to the top of your class or the top of the, uh, the people who are applying for the job just by having a great attitude, being thankful instead of, Oh, so-and-so is off work today, so man, you're going to have to double up on your job. Oh, I know. Right? Just pile the work on me. Or how about, oh, somebody, hey, man, I can do it. I can do this job. More work, I'll do my best. We'll take care of this. What kind of boss is going to say, ka-ching, you just went up the ladder. 
But let's be honest, 90% of the people don't respond that way. Oh, great. Yeah, just pile the work on me. Man, you will come. I mean, if you have a good attitude, man, you want to be promoted? You want to get a better job? Just be thankful and get a good attitude. You control that, not the devil, not God. You. Comparing yourself to others causes you and I to fall into a trap of unthankfulness. The Bible says, you know, never, it's never wise to compare yourself. There's one or two things going to happen when you compare yourself. You look at somebody, you compare yourself. One or two things is going to happen. You're better than them? I'm glad I'm not like them, which is going to cause you to rise up in pride. Or the other way is, oh man, they're up here and you're down there. Either way, it's going to cause you to be ungrateful for who you are, for what God has done in your life. So don't compare yourself. And it's such an easy thing to do. You compare yourself with your peers who are doing the same kind of job you are. Or uh, some of your friends who maybe live in a nicer house, drive a nicer car. Somebody who looks better than you. Somebody who dresses nicer than you. Anytime you compare yourself, it's just not wise. Be thankful for everything in your life. Now, we'll talk about this in a minute, but I'm not talking about being thankful because, oh, I'm sick. Oh, thank God I'm sick. No, we're not talking about that. That's just stupid. Don't thank God for that. But in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, it says this. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your heart to which you also were called in one body and be thankful. It just seems like he grabbed something stuck on the end of a thought. Look, he's talking about let the peace of God rule in your heart. God has given you peace in your heart. He's given you peace. But then he says, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. It seems like being thankful is tied to whether or not this peace is going to be manifested in your life. So in other words, I can come to the deduction that if you're not having any kind of peace going on in your life, you may not be very thankful. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. God wants you to reign and rule in peace in your life. And He's given you peace. But to get that to be manifested in your life, you've got it. No matter what's going on in your life, all hell could be breaking loose, but you've got peace inside of you. And if you want the peace to show up and be manifested, have a thankful heart. Have a thankful attitude. When everybody else is whining and complaining, you know, you could be around the water cooler at work and everybody's whining and complaining about this job, take this job. Okay, I won't sing that. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? And then you, they'll get on the bandwagon and talk about their spouse. Oh, yeah, he's a slob. Oh, yeah, she is a dirtbag. And then everybody just chimes in, and it gets worse and bigger bigger. bigger. You think, dear Lord, I've married the devil. People don't want to be thankful, but you can be thankful for your spouse, and it will cause you to see things in them that you've never seen before. You can be thankful for the things of God, and you'll see things you've never seen before. If you dwell upon something 
that you don't know anything about, that will not cause revelation to come to you. I'm going to say it again. You can dwell on something. You know, I just don't know why this happened. I just don't know. And dwelling on that will not cause revelation to come to you. Dwelling on the unknown doesn't cause it. You dwell on the good thing, and it's amazing how good things open up in areas you never even knew about. If you dwell upon the goodness of God and be thankful for the goodness of God, greater revelation will come to you. Greater things about God will come to you. Greater things, and I'm not just talking about being spiritual, things that will help you in life, your job, raising your kids, overcoming something, being able to have victory in everyday life. You do realize that's why God, God doesn't just want to have, you know, I came here so we could all be religious and go to church. Jesus came so you can rule and reign in this life, in Pueblo. Heaven forbid. I mean, if we were in Denver, we could be reigning. But we're in Pueblo. God help it. No, God is saying, wherever you are, there am I, and you can rule and reign there. Wherever I go, I tell you, I use. I know I freak some people out when I work at FedEx because I just got excited about Jesus, and I told him, I said, this company will prosper and it, and it will be successful. And they were all listening to me. I was having this is one of my leadership meetings, and I said, it's because I'm here. I got their attention. It's hard to get people's attention at 4 a.m. I got their attention. And I said, it's not because of me. I said, it's because God dwells in me. And he calls me to prosper wherever I go. You should have that kind of attitude. Not, it's not a braggadocious. It's just like, you know, when you show up, God shows up. Which means favor shows up. Which means grace shows up. Which means the goodness of God shows up. It just shows up. Light shows up. Oh, hallelujah. There is a connection between being thankful and peace being manifested in your life. You've got peace, but if you want to see it manifested, be thankful. And if you want to put a blanket over that peace, just be unthankful and whine and complain. Man, it just gets covered up. Your peace gets covered up. Peace comes as a result of our, what we are focusing our attention on. What you focus your attention on. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 says this. Let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ rule, act as an umpire continually in your hearts, Decide, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ, one body you were also called to live. And be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God sometimes. Always. Always. Be appreciative always. There's this... Uh, I, I got a couple of quotes from you. I like quotes. Saint Ambrose, he once said this, My duty is more urgent... I'm sorry, no duty is more urgent than that of returning thanks. No duty is more urgent than that of returning thanks. William James wrote this, The deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. The deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. 
There is no doubt about it. People thrive in an environment of appreciation. They thrive. You show me a company that's thriving, and I'll show you somebody in there who's appreciating it. The Bible has a lot to say about maintaining a thankful heart. Both to God and to man. Not just to God, but to people. Those whose efforts contribute to your success, to business and life. It is impossible to say thank you too many times and in too many ways. So, you can be creative. Find creative ways to say thank you to the important people in your life. You know, I've told this story. In Kentucky, we have a lot of turtles. We have a lot of turtles in Kentucky. We have a lot of snakes. We have a lot of critters. And um, if you ever see a turtle on a fence post, you can rest assured he had help. Probably some 9 or 10-year-old did it, but you can, you can rest assured that turtle did not climb up that fence post. What is the point? You show me somebody who's made it to the top, he's had help. He's had help. We should all be appreciative of those who have helped us. I could not do what I, I do here if it wasn't, first of all, for my wife, the number one person, but there are so many people who help me do stuff around here. You would not hear me if I didn't have a sound team. You would not have the words up there if we didn't have people who put that in and flip that up there. I mean, I, I couldn't do this. I would look pretty funny running back there, flipping the scripture switch on, coming back here. I'd probably look thinner after about six months of that, but I mean, you just need help. And the great thing is this, that God has put people in your life to help you get help. He has. I said He has. Don't ever think you're alone. Don't ever think, I've got to do this all by myself. You can rest assured that God has a plan for your life and He doesn't expect you to do it alone. He'll put people in your path and you'll have divine connections. Whether it's in college, whether it's in school, whether it's somebody you used to work with, he'll put people across your path that will help you to get to your destination and you'll be like that turtle on top of that fence post. And one day look around and said, I didn't do this by myself. I had help. We all need help. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7 says this, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Everything that Jesus has given us, He's given us health, He's given us prosperity, He's given us so many blessings. He says this, that as you've been rooted and built up and established in this, and if you've been taught this, you can abound in it with thanksgiving. What a great little... Can I be honest with you? I mean, he could have said, you want to do this, well, you, you have to fast for 40 days. You have to read and, and become a monk and live in some cave for, for a year or two. I mean, he could have made it really different. He says, you want to bound it? You want to see this manifested? Just be thankful. I think I can do that. He's given it. Can I say this? He's already given you everything and he's packaged it and he's placed it inside you. And that package is called Jesus. He is everything that you need, and it's inside of you. It, 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 so many times we, we're searching for, for health, and, and the healer is inside of you. You're searching for, to get your needs met, and he's inside of you. So be thankful that you got it. 
It takes faith. How many know it doesn't take faith to say, oh man, I got a fever of 105 and I'm sicker than a dog. It takes no faith to say that. But it does take faith to say, ooh, man, I feel like mud. But you know what? Healing is inside of me. And I know it's working, so I'm going to thank God for healing. Start to thank God while in the middle of your... And your, every fiber in your being will go, no, no, don't do that because you feel sick. You're sick. Don't say thank you. Don't. And when you lose your job or you get demoted or something happens or you're financially strained, every part of your body will say, we're struggling so much, we're, we can't make ends meet. It takes no faith to line up with that. But it does take faith and go, God, you meet all of my needs. I'm telling you what, I'm just a blessing waiting to happen. You cause everything to work together for my good. Woo, I'm thankful for you, Jesus. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. It takes no people who get a promotion and make, you know, get a $100,000 raise. They don't have, it takes no faith to say thank you. I'm telling you, thankfulness is a powerful tool that God has said throughout the Word of God. Being thankful will cause you to realize, man, good things are happening. Good things are happening, and good things are continually happening. Does all hell break loose sometimes? Absolutely. And if you have a thankful attitude, it causes that. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like the devil tries to pull the rug out from underneath you. And if you're unthankful, it's easy to do. But if you have a thankful heart, it's difficult for him to do that. And even if you do fall down, a thankful person, the Bible says, he, a righteous man will rise up every single time. Every single time the righteous fall, he gets up. That's why you can't be defeated. It's like the guy gives his best punch in a boxing ring and a guy keeps getting back up. He goes, when are you going to stay down? Never. Where, how can I keep you down? You can't. How can I defeat you? You can't. I've already won because you're defeated. My brother beat you. Jesus has already beaten you. Amen? The Bible talks about uh, people who worship in the Old Testament having a sweet aroma. This is my opinion. It's not biblical, okay? So don't go say, the Bible says this. You'll get laughed at. But I just take it for this way. You know, somebody talking about worshiping to God is a sweet aroma. So I just took it for granted to think, well, somebody who's a whiner and complainer must smell like manure. <laughs> it's not a scripture. You won't find it. Even in a Kentucky Bible, you won't find it. But anyway. And the bad thing about manure, it draws flies and pests and things that you don't want anything about. You know what I mean? So uh, there's this bird in Turkey. Uh, it's uh, a crane. It's a type of the crane family. And it has a predator that uh, is another bigger bird. And the crane, when it takes off, it has uh, the nature in it. For whatever reason, it makes this cackling noise. It sounds horrible, and you can hear it from a long ways off. And so when it takes off, it makes this cackling noise, and its predator goes, lunch, and comes down and, and dives into the bird. So they did a study on this. They found the older birds would get some rocks into its mouth. And so when it would fly, it couldn't make that cackling noise. And it lived. 
I thought that about us. Not that you should get rocks in your mouth, although it probably wouldn't hurt if you're talking too much. But anyway, I thought about if we could get what the Word of God says, which is rocks, we're on the rock, Christ Jesus. If we could say some things that what this says about you, that I can do all things from Christ, I tell you what, it would keep you from being negative so the enemy could come and attack you day in and day out. I had a friend who was a, a pastor friend who somebody took him coyote hunting. I guess it was legal to hunt coyotes out west someplace. And so he said, Mike, what we did was we had this thing that you blew into and it would make the sound of a wounded rabbit. And he said, those coyotes would just be drawn to that sound of a wounded rabbit. And, you know, and then we, we tagged them. I mean, we shot them. And uh, so he said, man, it was just amazing how they were drawn to that uh, wounded sound. You stop and think about it. When you're whining and complaining, it's just, it's just like blowing a, a, that sound for, for the enemy to come and be drawn to you. Are you hearing me? This, this ought to be enough to make you quit whining and complaining. I'm trying to help us all. Because it's just a negative signal out there that the enemy would go, yeah, hey, did you listen to all that whining and complaining going on over there? Let's go that way. The Bible says in Corinthians that the children of Israel, they had all this miraculous deliverance, signs and wonders coming out of Egypt. And as soon as they left Egypt, they whined and complained all the way to get to the promised land. I mean, it was just nothing but just one bad road trip. You ever had one of them? Just whining and complaining and whining and complaining. And finally, the Lord just, you know, you think you can do better, go ahead. They didn't do so good. They didn't do so good. I'm telling you, we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to be thankful for. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, this is what the Bible talks about in the last days. You know, the end times. For men will be lovers of themselves. It lists all these terrible things. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. But right in the middle of the, these things, it says unthankful. Unthankful. I don't know, it just got my attention. It has all these lists of bad things and then something that we probably think it's not that big a deal. Evidently, God thinks it's that big a deal. Not because this is what makes you more spiritual. Not because this is something that takes away your righteousness. But I believe being unthankful causes you not to realize the good things that God has done inside of you. That's why it's a bad thing. I think as times go by, the church can either go one or two ways. It can get more religious, more just we have to do better and we have to be more holy. We have to be more. We have to do more. We have to. The church can either go that way or the church can be it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. It has nothing to do with me. I think the church that's going this way, they're not going to be very thankful. I mean, if you have to dress a certain way, if you have to look a certain way, if you can't wear makeup, if you can't watch anything, you can't go to the movie, you can't do this, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. You probably aren't going to be very appreciative of things.
I just believe the goodness of God will cause us to realize who our Father is. It calls you and me to be more appreciative. And I think sin to be far from you. I know people think that because of the way that I preach that I'm giving people a license to sin. People have had that way before they met me, honey. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I believe when people find out the goodness of God and find out, listen to me, and find out who they are in Christ and realize that they're covered by the blood of Jesus and they've been made something that they could never attain. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid growing up and even as a teenager, I always tried to do better, tried to do good. I want people to think good about me. Even in church, I, I messed up. and I, I mean, I, I got in a little trouble when I was a teenager. I wasn't an altar boy, okay? I'm the one who broke the altar. Nobody could find me and catch me. But anyway, and so you have this sense of not measuring up. Listen to me. Some of you in here have a sense that you, you don't measure up, and so that's really why I'm not really religious. Good. I said good. I said good. You're a candidate for God to bless and elevate and put you on a fence post and let everybody look at you and say, look at him. I'm telling you, I couldn't do things right. You couldn't do things right. None of us could do things right. And it seems like the harder that you try, the more that you do wrong. If you and I can find out who we are and who our Father is, you'll be set for life. Nobody will be able to touch you. Nobody will be able to say, well, you're this and you're that and you failed here and you failed that. You'll know your identity. And you'll be strong and secure in who you are. Look how many people you know that are so insecure in life. The reason they're insecure is because they don't know who they are. That when we find out who we are and who our Father is, man, life just gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a friend, my Lord and I. Your steps are ordered today. There, your future is bright for you today. And God wants nothing but good for you today and your tomorrows. Young people, yeah, there's going to be some tough roads and mountains to climb, and it's going to feel like some days you got pulled through a knothole backwards. You know what that is? You look funny if that happens. But listen, everything that comes across your path, there will be something inside of you that will cause you to go over it, around it, or through it. But you're going to be coming out on the other side. That's a victory thing. But that's a God thing. We shouldn't be so concerned about if the economy fails, what am I going to do? All you need to focus on is being thankful for what your Lord, your God, your Father has done. And He's done great things for you. So I want to challenge you. It's a challenge. This week, weeks, months, in 2017, make it a year where you focus on something all the time being thankful. If nothing else, you know, in this switch on the brain, I don't know if I said this or not. I said it the first service, so sometimes I think I said it in the second service and, and I didn't. 
she said that your brain uh, develops brand new nerve ending cells every single morning that you wake up. Listen to me. She said it does that even when you're 80s and you're 90s. And she said that those brand new nerve cell endings are waiting for you to choose how they're connected. And by that, she says, when you become negative throughout the day in the morning, it kind of switches those cells off. She says, if you're positive, have a good attitude, it causes them to be connected to other parts of your brain, which can cause greater intelligence, cause better things for your body even. Listen to me. That's a... This isn't my opinion. I mean, I don't even—I don't even know how to spell neurosurgeon. You understand? But this is what I do know. The Bible says this: that His mercies are new. When? I wonder if that's just coincidental. It says new every morning. I wonder why it says in Deuteronomy it says you have power to choose life or death. Choose life. So in other words, we have a choice every morning to choose life or death. We have a choice every morning to, we, to be positive or like, I gotta go to work. Young people, here we go. I gotta go to school. I hate school. Oh, we know every kid on the planet hates school. You're not trying to be a prophet and tell everybody something we don't know. But anyway, my point is this. You can change that young person. You can change that older person when you go to job and say, I get to go to work today. I get to go to school today. I have two legs. I can walk. I can think. I can make choices. I can see. I can write new. I can write out that research paper. We get a research paper. Kill the teacher. No, I can write. The, I'm thankful I can write the research paper. I'm thankful that I have the ability to write a research paper. Even though it may be 20 pages long, I can still do it. It just causes things to be better for you. I said it causes things to be better for you. And guess what? Your Heavenly Father wants your life to be better. But you have a choice. Every day you have a choice. Amen? Let's stand.